Hey, we're back. That last two seconds of silence was Marcel Marceau's newest hit single, Walkin' in the Wind. And now here are the headlines. Here they come right now. Pope actually found to be Jewish. Liberace's Anastasia and Ethel Merman jams Russian radar. The East Germans today claimed the Berlin Wall was a fraternity prank. Also, the Pope decided today to release Vatican-related bath products. An incredible thing. Yes, it's the new Pope on a Rope. That's right, Pope on a Rope. Wash with it. Go straight to heaven. Thank you. Good morning, Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Got to be good looking cause he's so hard to see. He's the day. If you ever disrespect my wife again, I'll end you. Over me. <laughs> You'll always be a prince to me. Good morning. <laughs> it's me, Nick. And it's me, Hunter. <laughs> and this is NYC Actors Talk. Robin Williams, a podcast series where we go through the very best performances of Robin Williams and search for his absolute best role. Because Hunter, what is his greatest role? Dude, I have no clue, but that is why we are here. That's right. And we have a very special guest today, don't we, Nick? That's right. The very wonderful, the very talented, the wickedly talented, not Adele Dezim, but instead we got Hannah Mount. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Hannah. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. We're talking good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. I know that, that, that. I think that's what I'm trying to go for. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. am so, seeing how this goes. I don't know. Like uh, you know, I'm subverting our expectations right now. It's a bit. <laughs> what's how's he gonna end it? How's he? What's he gonna do with the title? Good morning, Vietnam. Or maybe I I scream Vietnam at the end. Yes. <laughs> but that's the only part oh. that I scream. That's the only part yeah, where yeah. I scream. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> or, or yeah, that, that's good, Hunter. That's good. Or good morning, Vietnam. This movie uh, came out in 1987. The very first Oscar nomination for Robin Williams. Um, this is a little bit before his second nomination for Dead Poets, uh, and then he had his third uh, for Fisher King, and then his last one and his win for. Goodwill Hunting. So this yeah. is a very a, a very historical movie for for his whole entire career. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. I, I read somewhere that it's his first box office success as well, and also I'm pretty sure it's his first Golden Globe uh, win for a film, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is cool. Yeah, he won the Golden Globe, and I I just re, uh, I just watched. The acceptance speech uh, very recently. Uh, Robin Williams was not there um, to accept the award because he was a, he was on 
Excuse me. He he was not on NYC Actors Talk. He was on our show. <laughs> he was on our show, so he couldn't make it yeah. in the eighties. Um, yeah. No, uh, he was uh, he was on SNL. Uh, wow. At the time, so he couldn't accept the award. But Christopher Reeve was there to to say a little something, which is nice because if you don't know Hannah, they were uh, very good friends and also they were roommates at Juilliard. Oh, hmm. That's a fun fact. So Robin Williams is friends with Superman. So that, that's the right person, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the the genie is roommates with Superman. I need an animated series now. Right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, how perfect I think that all went. Cause like if he can, and I, I think what Christopher Reeve said, he's all like, if Robin were here, there's no telling what he would say about this. And I was like, so true. Cause if you watch all of his other like acceptance speeches or whatever, he's just like off the freaking walls. And it's like, you're amazing. You're so good. <laughs> it's pretty brilliant. And that's, the biggest thing that I noticed rewatching this film is like, it, I don't know how else to say it, except it like takes like ADD and turns it into like an art form. I don't know if he was actually diagnosed ever with that or not, but that's just, it has that vibe to it and it's just seamless. And yet it somehow still makes sense. It's like not just a bunch of non sequiturs. It's, it, it just evolves is more of what it does. And I love it. I could probably listen to him ramble all day. Beautifully said. Um, so yeah, let's let's just uh, go around and uh, just you know say you know our initial or you know for Hannah, you know you you've seen this a couple of times now. So just like your overall thoughts on the movie. Do you like it? How much do you like it? Why do you like it? And or if you hate it, why you hate it or whatever. So uh, Hannah, we'll start with you. Um. Well, I like it. <laughs> Granted, I like almost everything that was made in the 80s. Um, but I really like it. I have um, a hard time with comedians in general, specifically comedians that then want to transfer over to do something slightly more serious. And while this is labeled as like a comedy drama, there's still a lot of weight to this movie. Um, the greatest example that I can think of is like, John C. Riley, comedian. That's kind of how I know him. Every time I try to watch him in something serious, I can't take him seriously. I just, I don't know what it is. I, my brain does not connect those two things. But watching Robin Williams be absolutely hilarious in one scene and then watching the destruction of the Vietnam War in another makes total sense to me. And it's so beautiful. And I feel like it takes a lot of skill to pull that off. I'm also a super big fan of like dry humor and the way that he just smarts back at all of the people in charge. Love it. Can't get enough. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, it, it's just so like, you know, I, I think he would, he would agree that like, it, you know, he, you know, it, when we're following an underdog like that, like it always, it always works better. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you know, obviously there are movies that follow like people in charge and everything like that, but it's just so much more satisfying to have the, the to follow the underdog and his story because you know that's more engaging. You know, and so like, you know, he he for a lot of his movies he's he's kind of that way. You know, he's kind of against a dark world or 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 a cynical world. You know, and he has to kind of, uh, you know, just not be either just like stay steady and not be corrupted by it, or you know, just like yeah, just like kind of resist keep. He, you know keep resisting a unchanging world 
I think it's really interesting that you put it that way because ultimately that was the battle that he was just fighting in life and did not win that one. Yeah. 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 A lot of his movies, like you said, Nick, like it's very art imitates life. Life imitates art a little bit. Like even uh, in this movie, like he's kind of censored or whatever. And like, Oh, like you can't say that. Or like, you can't play that on this radio station or whatever. And um, yeah, it's just very interesting. Like, with his life, it's like, oh, like, you can't do drama. You're a freaking comedian or whatever. And, like, he just kind of battles those odds a little bit. Uh, and I find that really interesting with a lot of his roles. Yeah, and it's like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like, the like Awakenings is kind of the same thing. Like, you know, just a, a reference movies we've already covered. You know, like, his character in that movie, you know, everyone else is kind of against you know, everything he's trying to do, you know, which is really just like, n not care so much about like the politics of, you know, hospital politics or whatever, like, it's really just about like individuals, and, uh, and caring about those individuals. And instead of, you know, these compromised kind of uh, opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick, first time watching? Yeah, so this is my very first time watching it, and it's one of those movies that like I've been, I really have been meaning to watch, but for some reason or another, I I haven't watched it yet, and now I have, and it's it's you know obviously this is one of the big ones, you know this is like not only what we mentioned before, but like you know like when people say Robin Williams, they think of a, a couple key movies, this one included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. Uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, listening to NYC Actors Talk. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I I I'm a little frustrated with this movie. I think a little bit. Uh, I I don't hate it. Uh, I I think what you mentioned before, Hannah, is pretty spot on about like ADD. But like for me, it was like too much. If that makes sense, where it's like a little aimless, where it's a little like, hey. Let's just have a scene where he's riffing, and the riff. Some of the riffing is is quite funny, but it it's like after a while, it's like okay, here's another scene of that. Okay, here's another scene of that, and it gets a little. I mean, I just finished watching this movie, so maybe as we as we talk, I'll I'll you know I'll, I'll change my mind a little bit. But I think I think it's okay. I I actually don't think it's one of his best movies or one of his best roles, but that's. Just my opinion. I, I really wanted to like this one a lot, obviously, because everyone loves it. Um, but like, he's good in it, you know. He's 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 solid in it, and and he just like what we've mentioned before, like you know, he he brings pathos to the role. It's not just one note. It's not just being funny. It's more than that. And I think once again, this movie shows that like he could do that. And I will never ever understand why people doubted him because he's fantastic and always will be. In our hearts and minds, we love Robin. Yeah. So, Nick, I kind of have to – I can see what you're saying with this because while I was watching it – and I, I'm pretty sure this is not my first time watching it. I think I watched it when I was younger, oh. but I couldn't remember it at all. So I'm going to say that this is my first time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It kind of felt a little aimless. I didn't know where the movie was like, I didn't know what it was trying to say really. However, 
I really enjoyed that. Like I, I kind of enjoyed the riffs. I kind of enjoyed like seeing him and all the character had to go through. Um, so I, I see your, your problem with it, but also I, I don't know. I kind of liked it in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminded me strangely enough. It's not, they're not really that similar, but like it reminded me of once upon a time in Hollywood where it's like this kind of like, let's just hang out with these people. And I was thinking like, I like once upon a time in Hollywood much better. Why? And, and I think why is because even though it's like, let's just hang out. There's no like big story thing to conquer necessarily. I, I, I still felt like there was a purpose to it, even if it was like not like a plot thing where it's more just like, hey, let's just like, let's just like live in this mood of of the 70s or, or right 70s once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah, Charles Manson. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of like a vibe. It's a feeling more than like a plot necessarily, which is why I like that movie a lot. And I and I do. And there are moments in this movie that I like a lot, especially near the end, uh, which we'll get into. But yeah, I just felt overall there was not a lot of purpose to it. I, I didn't feel like I knew his character, Adrian, all that well. I He's a funny guy and he's clearly like in the right and moral and he's going against these like snooty, you know, military types. And, you know, that's always going to be, you know, an engaging, like, you know, you're always going to root for someone like Adrian, you know, but, but uh, yeah, for some reason it just didn't grab me that much, but, but that's just me. I find it interesting that the both of you said something relatively similar to one another. Um, while I am the exact opposite, cause I'm a huge fan of character study films. Like my favorite movie is the breakfast club there is absolutely no plot it's just kids in detention but i'm there i think it's riveting I <laughs> for those so that for those uh, for those at home who didn't see that i did the the fist bump at the end <laughs> and i just kept holding it um and i think that's why i enjoy the rambling scenes in good morning vietnam so much um because while you said you know you didn't feel like you got to know him as a character i feel like the things that he picks to talk about say something about himself um but at the same time this movie was like a vague snapshot of an actual person like he was it was based on a real character a real character a real person a person <laughs> I guess, could be a character and i think the reason it might have come across in such like a, a vague way is because the director would not allow robin williams to meet the real adrian um he thought that Robin Williams would then try to emulate Adrian instead of creating his own character because the events of the film were very loosely based on what this real radio personality did. Um, he even says, like, the people in the movie, the other characters, are like caricatures of people that he encountered while in the army but are in no way related to real people that he knew. And someone can correct me if i'm wrong i think this is the same guy who gave us mash i don't i don't know uh, the, i remember the director? reading that somewhere no the adrian i think he wrote mash oh uh, let me see also based on his experiences in the army i read that somewhere and like that flopped Ooh. but good morning vietnam got picked up before that what's his full name again adrian, adrian... Uh, if you type in like c-o or uh, c-r-o pronour C-R-L-N-A-U-E-R. Yeah. All right, let me see. Yeah, uh, yeah keep talking I, while I look him up. I um, also looked up, um, like, a real 
version of like him talking and i was like damn like it's it's kind of similar right like he does the <laughs> but he's like good morning vietnam and i was like damn he holds that good out for a really long time and it's not as funny he's not as funny as robin williams <laughs> I, I, I don't know what i was expecting i was like man is he gonna be like that way and i don't think he was you know what i mean like i don't think he was like well that's that's just like you know a film adaptation of a guy like it you know to, to make it more entertaining for audiences yeah. but but you would expect a movie to are we critiquing the real guy now <laughs> no 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 <laughs> he really should have been funnier am i right <laughs> no, no no i'm 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 more so critiquing um, how the director wouldn't let Robin Williams meet him, where it's like, well, don't you want to get him right? That's a good point. Yeah, like, don't you want to, you know what I mean? Like, Robin Williams is awesome, and like, don't get me wrong, I love all the ramblings, and I love his riffing, and I I laughed a lot during this movie, but don't you want to get the guy right if you're gonna, or, or just make another movie that is not, don't have his name, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to look up Mash Adrian Cronauer, and I can't find anything. But you okay. you could be right. I just I just don't I just can't find anything. About I read Mash. it in like the pre-production blurb on some website, um, and I mean Adrian Cronauer wrote the original like story screenplay. Can't remember what term was used in in the blurb. Um, and then oh no, you you are right. You are you are yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I just I just found it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Thanks. My dad's also a big Mash fan, so I feel like even if I hadn't read that, I might have already known that. Not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no. He wrote the original story screenplay uh, for the film, and then it got handed over to somebody else. Um, and it people thought that he would hate it but he actually really loved it. So I don't think if he doesn't mind, I don't think we should mind that they're not the same. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's, let's go through a, a little bit of what happens in the movie. So like, you know, first act we're we're basically introducing this guy, Adrian, you know, he comes in force Whitaker um who's pretty good in the movie i i like him you know i i think he was pretty good um where he's just you know like welcome you know and uh you know he's showing him around you know we got the the stiff the stiff uh stick in his butt kind of sergeant guy um you know where he's just like hey we got you know we're doing things my way okay and then we got this other guy also too many antagonistic forces in my opinion like we got so we got the the sergeant right who's an asshole the gray-haired guy and then we yeah. got the black-haired guy who's also trying to be like a comedian and trying to be like no i know what funny so is bad for him I, I, funny I, I, yeah. as hell Abs that guy is hilarious like yeah. not just his character is just so funny i was gonna I say you liked I his french bit <laughs> oh dude <laughs> i have no idea what's happening in that scene <laughs> sorry when he when he finally gets the chance and then like after he's done he like crosses his arms and is all like i think some apologies are in order <laughs> it's like damn he really believes in himself yeah because like half of the jokes were just him laughing yep 
that's like that's not even comedy. That's just you going. <laughs> I know. And he, th- but he thinks he's funny. <laughs> it's like, oh man, we we know people like that, and we and just they... hope that we're not that. <laughs> they tried so hard to stop him, but he could not be discouraged. He deserves props for the courage, you know. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the the part where they're all just like, "Don't do it. You're not funny." <laughs> Please. You know, in a way, the movie, there could be a movie about him. I'd watch I, it. I smell a spinoff? There was supposed to be a sequel. There was. Oh, I did not know this. Elaborate. Yeah. I don't know if I can. I just know there was supposed to be, and there wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. I I know. I uh, uh, It was supposed to be called um, uh, Good Morning Chicago. And uh-huh. he was supposed to be a radio person in like the some democratic uh like convention or something like that that's very vague but that's what it was supposed to kind of be and you know if it was like also based on some real event or was this one just going to be completely fictitious i would Um, assume i I would assume like if they were you know hypothetically if they made a sequel like they would have some kind of historical tie to that yeah i know the guy the actual guy went into uh politics type stuff afterward so i'm assuming that it would be based off of some sort of true events but then it just never happened interesting Uh, i mean like i don't know like uh, i you know we can never think you know of like it being real now because robin's not with us anymore but like i i feel like uh it could have been interesting maybe to to do another one Nick, I want to ask you a question just really fast. Yeah. What sequel do you want? Good Morning Chicago or Moscow on the Rocks? Ooh, that's a great question. That's what a great question. Okay, so uh, for uh, Hannah, you don't know this, and maybe some viewers don't either, but we did Moscow on the Hudson, which is a uh, hashtag early boy Robin uh, movie from the 80s. <laughs> uh, so basically, I think it was uh, 85. Um, and, uh, one, one of his first leading roles. And so like, we talked about the movie, we liked his performance a lot in it. Movie itself was pretty good, but like, he was very good in it. And uh, they, they planned to do a sequel, um, where in the first movie, you know, he's an immigrant, a Russian immigrant who uh, defects to the United States and, and, you know, is living in New York and, and, you know, the, the struggles, but also joys of, you know, being an immigrant in America and, uh, surprisingly decent, like immigrant, like kind of representation in it for the most part um especially during that time but anyway so they were going to do a sequel moscow on the mule no that's my that's my (laughs) (laughs) that's no wait that's That's my title excuse me that's my title for the sequel for the third movie for the for the third movie in the mcu um uh, moscow cinematic universe um so uh, (laughs) um uh they were what was it going to be called uh moscow on the rocks Okay, so Moscow and the Rocks is going to be him, like, kind of exploiting the uh, immigrant, like, system or whatever, like, or well, so, uh, something uh, like that. It was supposed to be, he was going to be, like, a businessman, and he was supposed to be exploiting immigrant workers. So kind of doing, like, a weird full circle of kind of loosely what happened to him. But anyway. Yeah, Um. so if I, which one would I like to have seen more? I think... Honestly, I think I, w- I would have liked to see Moscow on the Mule more. <laughs> I haven't even seen um, 
the Moscow movie, but I would have to agree with you simply on the basis that based on what Hunter said about the potential plot for Good Morning Vietnam, Good Morning Chicago. Um, I feel like that would have been really similar to the Hunter S. Thompson novel that where he was like following the political campaigns, like before Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, if, you, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, once again, more things I got from my father that are really interesting. <laughs> yes. um, that was also kind of his story. So I think that might have just been too much crossover. I think that was also made into a movie. Mm. I just can't remember what that one was called. Yeah, just because I don't know what Good Morning Chicago. I mean, I I just don't know the historical stuff about it. But like, if I feel like it would just be the same thing again, where like you know everyone's yeah. you know ever like his higher ups are just like oh no 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 don't do that and and he's like I'm funny you know like I I don't know what else <laughs> I'm funny I need that as my text tone. <laughs> Uh, but but like at least you know I think the sequel to Moscow and, uh you know potential sequel to Moscow and the Hudson could have been a disaster like you said Hunter like I, I it could have been really bad like it, it like their heart could have been in the right place but like it could have been like just like not well done but like yeah. that would have been even if it it was even if it was gonna be terrible it would have been more interesting I think you're right I think Good Morning Chicago would have tanked really bad. In like a in like a straight to DVD type way, like I think it would have been probably really bad. So I would have to agree. Uh, Moscow on the Mule uh, takes the cake. <laughs> Moscow on the Mule. <laughs> so that's a shame. But yeah, I I had to ask you. I was like, I gotta know which one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like so. Let's let's talk a little bit about Robin's performance in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, is this your, would you say that it's your favorite performance or would you say like, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, that's a tough question. It is Uh, tough. As you, as you can tell from just our series alone, we, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. We have no idea. And we still don't know. It's, it's very hard to pick our favorite. I like, I feel like I've watched a lot of Robin Williams films, but I don't think that I have even like gotten to the tip of the iceberg when mm. it comes to that. So I, I feel like it's almost, it would do him a disservice to answer the question now, but I will say that it would definitely be in like my top three easily. Cause I mean, I'm a huge fan of dead poets. Um, and I never saw the whole movie, but the, parts that i saw of the angriest man in brooklyn i was amazed so yeah i th- i want to check that one out obviously we're not covering that on the uh in the series but but i i do want to check that one out robin's yeah. performance in this movie yeah um i think it's i think it's brilliant i really do like i think if again i think it's one of these movies that if anybody else did it it wouldn't be as good as it is Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, especially with all of the the uh, radio broadcasts being riffs is like, like he was just ad-libbing. And I think that's nuts. And like we've said in past episodes where all I want the directors to do is just to let him go. And that's really what they did for this movie. And I think that it made it better. Like without him, I don't, I don't think the movie works 
as well as it does. I agree. Um, uh, I I am not blown away, surprisingly, by this performance, but I do acknowledge that it's solid. You know what I mean? Like, he's clearly, just like most of the movies he's done, he's clearly the best part of it. That's, you know, that's no no question about it. But, and yes, if he was out of the movie, I don't think, I really don't think I would just, I, I wouldn't like the movie, I don't think. So, like, for him to be there gives a pass. But, like, I, I like, we kind of mentioned this before with, like, Aladdin and a couple of other movies. Like, the, like, like, Robin's great in those movies, too, but everything else is also very good. While this one, it's like, Robin's great and everything else is, in my opinion, like, all right. Like it's 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 a it's not bad, but it's yeah. For just, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just in this limbo period right right now where I'm just like yeah. Just, I just didn't really love it. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it says something that you're of the opinion where it's like you don't love it, but you wish you did. So you respect it. You just you know it doesn't catch your feels. Yeah, I mean like it's because it, everyone puts this in like the top three it's like it's like uh, you know it's like aladdin this dead poets goodwill and like i i kind of see it in my opinion on, on the lines of like doubtfire where like he's good in doubtfire he's I, I would say even great but like the rest of the movie is like a little dated now a little not very funny in the way that like you know fisher king or aladdin or or uh bird cages you know i mean it's, it's kind of hard to not say that a movie like this is dated when it's literally dated, you know. Well, you know, I mean, when it comes to, it, you know, this is all just my opinion, <clears throat> of course. But I, I, I felt some of the jokes were very just like, uh, like they wouldn't fly today. Like there was a bunch of jokes about Vietnamese people that I was like, okay, I get what you're doing, and and overall, by the end of the movie, it's 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 not necessarily like punching down on them, yeah. but it's it's kind of crossing the line where it's like, okay, like you're saying they're cool people, but you're also kind of making fun of them a little bit, which I don't love a hundred percent. But that's just how just that's how I saw it. That's just such a hard line to walk because there comes a point where you look at these like historical films, even though this was not nonfiction by any means, um, where it's like, how much of that do you base on personal preferences of the writers? And how much do you base on that was the context of the time period? Like it's such a sticky little place to be in. I hear you. Cause yeah, it, it's, it's like, okay, are, is it intentional? Is it not? Is it like trying to be yeah. that time? Is it, you know, or is it trying to be sort of like the humor of that time, the eighties, you know, like, oh, this is very eighties humor. I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I can accurately say yes or no, because obviously I didn't live during that time, but I felt, yeah. I feel like from what I know about some eighties movies, at least that like, that was comedy of the time of the eighties where it's like, you know, and just just to be a little more positive, like, I love that, like, it plays with Robin's strengths of being a comic, you know, of, of being a, a comedian where, like, yeah, he's riffing, as you guys said, and, and, you know, he's, like, you know, doing all these impressions, you know, just like what we said with Aladdin, like, you know, they're really playing with those strengths, like, hey, he can do all these things, he can be this character, then this character, like, let's play with that, but I think what works much better in Aladdin is that like the animators are also like 
using that to great effect, you know, making it even larger than his 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 words in a way where it's like, you know, literally manifesting into this bit, you know, animation wise, too. So I think that that kind of marriage is so good to me that like for this, like he said, you know, it, it's still really funny. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, he's sitting, you know, he's he's making voices and it's good. But it's like uh, it's almost like, you know, I, I watched a taped live performance of him or something like it doesn't feel completely like a visual medium thing or, or, or even just like I'm watching a movie. I, I've said this so many times now. It's interesting you say that because <laughs> um, I was reading some of the reception to this film and the biggest complaint from the, the handful of people who complained was that it did seem like a stand-up comedy routine that had been like hacked up and spliced together with a loose idea of a plot. Yeah, and I, when it I, when it goes, oh sorry, sorry, Hunter. No, I I like that. I think that's so like artistic. If that's what I mean, it's probably not what they're going for. But like, it could be. Ima yeah. But imagine like somebody just some like stand up guy was all like, all right, so I have like this act that I wrote. Okay, now we're gonna play some movie around it, and I'm gonna do it in the movie. I think that's fucking brilliant. And I think Nick, uh, how you talked about. Aladdin and how like the animation kind of like makes it a little bit. I I don't know if I disagree, but I think on the opposite end of that, I think that it's so amazing to to see Robin Williams do it and like kind of live in his own world. No, I, I I totally agree. I mean, like you know, in a way, it's like you use your imagination kind of thing. You know, when mm -hmm. he's talking and it's like he's doing all these voices and you know interviewing all these you know characters that he's making up. And like, yeah, so I, I definitely get that. I do. We love a nice silent reflection here at NYC Actors Talk Film. Um, We're just reflecting, baby. <laughs> Wait, what? It was, it was Marcel Marceau's newest hit. Weren't you listening? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I know. I, 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 and I see your point about like, you know, the like, let's have a plot around it. But I, I to me, it feels a little too loose and a little too like lazy like okay what it's a third act i don't know they get blown up a little bit but they're okay but it's like you know what i mean it's like these plot beats that are like okay i guess we have to do this because almost the end like oh something could happen here even though everyone knows nothing's gonna really happen i'm assuming think, oh ahead. i'm so sorry oh no no hannah go ahead <laughs> i'm just gonna say i'm assuming that there's like no spoilers at this point because the movie's been out for so long um but I, yeah, I kind of agree that, like, the latter, like, you know, third act, when they're cramming in the whole storyline about, like, he's, the his um, Vietnamese friend is actually, like, a double agent, he's a terrorist, and they, like, throw that in, and that whole scene where he runs after him, and he's trying to talk to him, and he can't, like, find him, and I'm a little, like, eh. did we need it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Hannah, because, honestly, that was, like, the most... Uh, not offensive it's not offensive but it, it was just the, no. the part that like confused me the most about the movie where i was like what's the point of this well oh, man, i really like that part and you do i'm just saying i'm just saying my yeah. my bit I, I think go ahead hannah <laughs> i was supposed to say i already cut you off once let's hannah talk yeah, yeah. i'm sorry um i think i can understand the justification as to why they did it i don't think it was successful because the real 
Adrian was not like kicked out of the army. He had an honorable discharge, so they had to come up with some reason to get rid of him. Right? How, do you do you know why he was let go in real life? Uh, I. I think he just completed his like tour of duty and it was just an honorable discharge. Like you get to leave. Oh, amazing. But so they made it more dramatic in the movie. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're leaving because of this. And it's like, it, it just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. Like, obviously we have the bombing you know, earlier on, but it's yeah. like, it doesn't really track. Like I'm sh- like, if I watch the movie again, I don't know if I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, he's this kid's secretly a terrorist. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I will say, having watched it a couple of times, when you get to the scene where Robin Williams is in the restaurant and the kid comes up and he's like, oh, you have to go meet her now. She really, really likes you. Like, you need to just go. Since you already know what's going to happen, it does allow you to read that moment with, like, you see his informed choices as an actor to kind of put that subtext in there. It's like you suddenly realize, oh, that is kind of fishy. Um, But it's it's just it just gets kind of messy it's like all of a sudden the movie changes into like an action film with like some weird espionage where the guy's like how dangerous is this road they want to go on very dangerous send them i want him to die yeah also like i mean i know these guys are assholes but like that's a little too far like you're gonna like kill like you know not you know literally kill them but like you're gonna let them like die it, yeah, that was just like a little too extreme for me. Yeah, it but, just it, it just feels out of character. Like I know you get they're like mean and, and, and bad guys, but like they're not like, I don't know, super villains. It's like what? No. And that that particular villain who has like the two like ranks in his name, he's not even in the movie as much as the other guy is who does like the terrible comedy bit. I'm so bad with names. I wish I could retain oh, all the right. character it's names. Okay. It's okay. Um so I think it's so interesting that he he's the one who decides, I am going to create this great plan to have him killed. I mean, why? You weren't really in, you were in the movie for maybe like a total of 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of like what we were saying, just like, you know, forced drama just to have like a dramatic yeah. moment in a movie that doesn't have a lot of plot. And once again, that's fine, but you can't really have your cake and eat it too. And I feel bad because Hunter's clearly like, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I. Okay, well, you looked I, You looked a little blue. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe it's your background. Maybe I, it's, I think it's the background. Um, what's it called? I see where you guys are coming from. However, uh, I think for, from what I got from it was that like, oh, the – a lot of the movies like, oh, it's fun and games. It's like yada yada yada. Rumbling's doing all the funny voices. I'm having a good time, and then you kind of realize, oh well, this is war. Like they're in the military, and like they're in Vietnam, and it's kind of like a oh shit. Like there's other things that are happening. You know what I mean? And then that part where we realize that uh, his friend is like the terrorist or whatever, and then we get that what I think is a great scene of them confronting each other and his friend is bawling like crying so hard being like well, you guys like you guys did this you know what i mean i i thought that that was a very powerful scene um and i i like when they do that in movies because like in war really i mean not all war obviously but like 
oh, it's very, there's a gray area on who's like the good guys and who's like the bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and especially in Vietnam, uh, in the Vietnam War. And I, I really liked how they, how they set, like brought that to light a little bit in, in a comedy movie. I think that's a great point, Hunter, and I absolutely agree with you. I I thought the the acting on for uh, for the young boy was was mm. very good, and I thought, you know, like yeah, him him saying what you what you were saying, yeah, just like you know, the, you you Americans killed my mom, my friends, you know, whatever. Yeah, that was pretty striking. I I, I just wish we kind of built up to that more because I feel like I I would have been bawling too, and you. And if you did, you know, or if you felt something during that scene, that's great. I just wish I did. It, I, I think that's just my big critique. Like, I just wish, it, I, I don't know. I just wish there was more to it than what we got. And I and I feel bad saying that because it's like a popular, cherished movie. But I, that's, that's just how I'm feeling right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think hindsight is twenty twenty, and based on all the things that have been created since then that we have the ability to look at that also helps you know create this perspective that you know nick thinks about it one way hunter thinks about it another way i think about it another way like i think that confrontation scene would be better if the setup was better and mm. i do think there were some brilliant moments in the movie where they do highlight the gravities of war the one that comes to mind is um while right after he does the whole bit with the soldiers who are about to be shipped out and he's talking to them and doing the radio bit. Um, and then they put in um, what a wonderful world is being sung. And you're seeing some beautiful things about Vietnam, but you're also seeing all of the casualties and like that montage is just the dichotomy of the song and the visual I think is really striking. And it always just, I always have to sit and just be very still while I watch that. Yeah, great point. I actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie was when he was uh uh doing his you know, just like uh his his uh his persona, his his uh, uh his talk banter. Show. Yeah, his talk show per persona with the soldiers like, you know, in in real life physically. Um I thought that that stuff was charming and and poignant and I liked, you know, just like the way he's clearly like affecting them, you know, you know, they're they're soldiers, so you think like, you know, they're probably not in a great mood all the time because they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're designed to hurt people and kill people, you know, and that that's, you know, that's a soldier's life, but it can be very, you know, not fun, you know, up and uh, the police are here to arrest me. I got to I'm so sorry. <laughs> Queens. I'm sorry, officer. Yes. No, I like the movie. I like the movie. Fine. I, I thought it was all right. Look, you don't have to. Okay, I'm going. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, bye guys. Bye Nick. Bye Nick. We'll visit. Hey Robin, how's it going? <laughs> Robin's back. Hey, hey Robin. Now back to Robin. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what were we saying? What were we saying? Uh, you were talking about the horrors of war and. Right. Wow. So basically, yeah, it's it's not fun being a soldier, but like he, you can clearly tell that like he he's what? What's so funny? Sorry, it's not funny, but you're just like it's not fun being a soldier. It's and not fun. Just, it was the way that you casually said it that was funny, not the statement itself, because being a soldier <laughs> is not fun. <laughs> I make things casual here. At yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> film. Anyway, but you, you can you can tell that uh, he he is lighting up their lives. Yes. 
Yeah. And I, I think in that um, scene too, where he's doing it like live and in person, he kind of realizes that too, where it's like, he was kind of down in the, in the dump. Yeah. Down in the dumps is how you, is the phrase. Yes. Uh, he's down. That, in is, the right, cor- that. that is correct. Yeah, yeah. I almost said down in the dirt and I was like, that's not it. That's not uh, right. That's not right. Uh-uh. Um, yeah. I, that scene is amazing. I thought that that scene was really great. I think the biggest theme of this film, because I was watching it with the idea of like, what could I say about it, especially in comparison to like life in 2021. Um, And there's been, I'm a big like internet drama buff. Like I follow all of that. That is like, I don't know. That's my vice right there. Um, So as I watched it, it struck me that like, this was a person who had a platform and a position that where they were trying to do good and they got shut down, which I think is definitely something that is applicable today. You see all of these, you know, influencers on every social media platform known to man and how many of them are trying to use their platform for good? How many of them are being shut down by the people in charge? Like we really don't know. Um, And this kind of offered some insight into what that might be like. I mean, it might be in a dated context, but I I think it still applies. No. Yeah. And in that respect, it's pretty timeless. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the themes of like, I don't know, you hear like the censorship stuff getting like thrown around too. And it's like, yeah, it's it's crazy because it, it, it does happen, you know, and it's like, I don't know, that that part of the film really interested me too. like, all right, you can't say that on right here. And it's like, what people thousands of people like that right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's key to show and to get maybe a tad political. I think it's key to show that like what he's doing is like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not like he's saying offensive things per se. I mean, you know, I, I I think there are, once again, there are a few jokes that I, you know, obviously have not aged well where he's like doing a uh, Vietnamese impression and stuff like that. Like that stuff, obviously it's of the time, but like, yeah, looking back, yeah, not great, but you know, it's of the time. But like w- when it comes to just like his, his words of, you know, and, 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 and you know, being light and 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 telling the truth about like what's going on you know especially with the bombings and everything i think that's very key because like you know sometimes especially in a modern context there's like oh they're censoring me but it's like no but you're being hurtful you know what i mean like that's different than like Mm -hmm. you know like oh sorry to offend you but like no but like that actually is like very hurtful and you don't understand and, and you think you're on the right side while this is like he's clearly in the right and it's and his words are helping not hurting so i i think that's very key when it comes to like censorship and 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 offensive uh uh things like that during the the vietnam war i'm pretty sure they they minimized a lot of stuff like i think a lot of the american people didn't know what was going on you know what i mean like didn't know why we were there I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, and that's I mean I'm I'm cl- very much not a historian either. I think you probably know more than me about this, Hunter. But I think it is interesting that like yeah, like you know there it's it's such a controversial war to this day because it's like yeah we didn't win this one, and it's like hey maybe we really went too far in some places as as George Lucas would say about his 
uh, movie, uh, <laughs> uh, The Phantom Menace. He he would he would say, I think I went too far in a few places. I think uh, replace George Lucas with America about the the Vietnamese War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Phantom Menace <laughs> is the Viet is the Vietnam War. Right. The Phantom Menace is the <laughs> Vietnam War. That's right. You got gotcha, it. Right on the gotcha. money. Right on the money, and, Hunter. Oh and, goodness. And you can and everybody, you can quote Nick on that. Okay. <laughs> quote him all you want on that. <laughs> Please quote me. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh. But I I forget what we were saying. <laughs> oh, we got we got super uh uh political. Oh uh what. Oh I'm boy! So and now they, sorry. It's all right. I'm just curious what's going on. Um, it's all right. <laughs> oh, hello. They're talking about the Vietnam War again. Go get. <laughs> Let's get them. That's true. The the cops uh, just got me for for. They're censoring me, guys. Um, <laughs> it's for the unpopular opinion about the Phantom Menace, obviously. Guys, I'm being canceled for my Star Wars opinions. <laughs> uh but, but but anyway i think what i was trying to say before is just like yeah the idea of like you know the americans still don't know like the horrors we did too uh in yeah. the war like obviously you know the enemy was the enemy you know and they were bad too but we also did some very questionable stuff that kind of got uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for just like uh, tossed uh, over tossed over or like you know uh, uh dug dug dugged up you know just like they're hidden buried they're hi- ba- buried there we go <laughs> what the fuck am i trying to say they got dang dang dugged up ding yeah. dong dang dong dugged up um but <laughs> but yeah they get the, exactly hannah you you said it much better than i did. <laughs> buried they're buried uh, buried secrets uh, you know about the horrors that we did as well yeah. Yeah, and not to self-promote the podcast, but if you if you want uh, another conversation about this, we have a good episode about Apocalypse Now with Jacob Garwood, and he knows all he knows more about this than we do. So if you want that discussion, you guys can uh, don't go away. Listen to this episode too, but afterward you can you can hop on back to that Apocalypse. Yeah, now wait, 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 come back, come back. Yeah, come back, come on, come on. I'll go listen to it once we're done. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Merc. Be like Hannah. Be like, be like, be like, uh, but yeah, uh, so I, I, I like all that stuff, um, in the movie, um, I like all that stuff, uh, there's a subplot about, you know, uh, the, a girl, you know, that he really likes that, you know, he's very attracted to in, in Vietnam. And, uh, I want to know how you guys feel about that subplot. Um, my thought about it during this most recent viewing was definitely, and maybe I'm also colored just by the current state of affairs. Um, like, dude, looking at how young she is and how old he looks, granted, he was probably not as old as he looked. He didn't really, like, age gracefully. Yeah, I think but. he was... I think he was at the time, uh, I think early 30s, maybe. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't look it. He looks maybe like late 30s. And she looks like she might be based on just my Maybe like 19, 20. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> she's pretty young we, looking, yeah. Unless you think that she's just going to be of the mindset where she's like, I could marry an American GI and get out of the country. Like, why would you think that she would want to be around you? Like, at first I was, like, kind of creepy. But then he does say, like, 
you don't even have to date me. I just like you as a person and I want to be friends. And there's no like creepy, like forced, I love you at any point. And I, I do appreciate that. So I think it's, I think it's handled. I want to say realistically, but I guess with the whole situation of the guy realizing that she's just not that into you would be maybe just a little optimistic. Um, but, <laughs> right. Cause uh, yeah, most men would be like, what? Yeah. Um, not, I, I mean, not, know. I'm not, not trying to generalize a good chunk of men would, would be, you know, like, yes. wait a minute. But I, yeah. I, I agree with you on some of that stuff. And I'll let you talk in a second, Hunter. Sorry. I know. I yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think at first it's kind of that way. What you mentioned, Hannah, where I, I was a little uncomfy, like, like he's kind of forcing all this stuff to happen. He's like pretending to be the teacher. He's bribing the guy. Yeah. And, like, all that stuff to me, I really, I yeah, I just didn't really jive with. I was like, yeah, it's all just, like, forced and, like, you know, he's really trying so hard just because, you know, he thinks she's hot. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. It, there, there's, it doesn't come from a place of, like, purity. Like, oh, I like you as a person. Like, it's, it's literally just because I think you look good, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, America. <laughs> hell yeah brother uh but yeah i i but i do i but i do agree with you at the end that i do like that they're just kind of like friends yes yeah i just don't i feel like he could have cut that stuff out if i'm being honest but then where would you get the whole terrorist posing as best friend plot oh no (laughs) oh no how awful oh man now i hate to be this guy oh no Oh no no no! no. I, that sounds really bad, right? Yeah. What are you, what are you <laughs> trying to? Context? Yes. No, actually. So you you were talking about the age thing, and I just looked it up. Oh no. And so. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Is it worse uh, than anything? Uh, Ro- Robin Williams. All right. So l- how old do you think Robin Williams is? Like, let's say like thirty-two. Whatever. Let's like say roughly around that point. Yeah. That's how he all looks right. to me. So just ha- have that in mind, all right? So okay. Rob Williams was born in 1951. The girl was born in 1965. So there is a bit of an age difference. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, which I don't know why I didn't read that. Like for like initially, I was like, oh, like she looks young, but I I bet it's I bet I bet it's all right. You know what I mean? Like they put it in the movie, so I was like, I bet it's not like a fucking weird thing. So I guess I I I, I looked past that um, a little I mean, bit. Doing it's, the math, if she's nineteen sixty-five, is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Then at the time the movie was released, she was only twenty-two. Okay, well that's not too. Bad. Okay, that's not bad. I, I mean, mean, it's not. Like, it's not- bad but I, I mean just... it's not i i, I, I yeah I, uh, hannah i agree like it's not ideal just because there, there's this hollywood thing where it's like the the girl in in romances the girl has to be really young and the guy could be any yeah. age really like it's 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 a little like i'm not offended by that but i but i do i do acknowledge that that's like a, a problematic trope in movies yeah. back, the, back it's, then it's just exhausting and i'm I'm over that trope. Let's get a new one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think thankfully that doesn't happen as much. Either they're the same age, or maybe the woman's older, actually, which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but then, where would we get him teaching English? That's true. I do like some. I I like those scenes. Yeah. But I I feel like you could have had a way. 
I know. Right? From the from the goodness of his heart, he just wanted to teach those people yeah, uh, or like English, you know? Maybe that was like his job the rest of the time. Like he only spent, what did he say? Like four hours in the radio station? Like what what do you do with the other hours of the day? Like maybe he right. also had to teach. Like I could see that being a realistic like mm. plot. Yeah, it just seems a bit contrived to be like, oh, he's doing this. At least initially, get a girl. yeah, initially just to get get in someone's pants. It's like uh, you could have found a way for to make us even really like him. Like he just wants to help people, you know. Like that's that's his yeah. motivation instead of uh, not so great ones. <laughs> great motivation. Hey, he saw a girl. <laughs> he fell in love. But he, he didn't wanted to teach English because of that love. Look at but that. But he didn't fall in love. He, he was, didn't. He, he says didn't. so many times. I just came from what was it? The Isle of Crete. Was that what it was? And he was like, and all those you know big Greek women. And I'm like, <laughs> dude. And he says it repeatedly. Like he makes it very clear what his intentions really are with that poor girl. <laughs> Sorry, I got very uh, heated. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to something else. Um, but but um, I, I oh I, Hunter, you you should probably say a little bit more about your opinion about it. Oh no no, no. I I just like when he te I think some of the best jokes come from when uh and some of a lot of good moments come from like him teaching the English class. Like even when uh, they get to play baseball and like the guy is like holding this he's like this isn't a baseball. Yes. Like, no, we didn't have any money. He's like, yeah, but still, it's not a baseball. Hot take. Oh. That guy is the best character in the whole movie. Yes, so I, I actually, I'm glad you mentioned him. I liked him a lot. Every time he Love showed him. up, I was like, I want more. You're cool, dude. I, I just, like, I want to know what his, like, what his deal was. Because he spoke pretty complex English. Like, he used, um, I, I would say, you know, like, slightly more elevated language and semantics mm -hmm. than the other people in the class but his logic was so strange to me like it hinted at i mean he makes the joke when they're playing baseball like is there a psychologist around mm -hmm. so it makes me wonder like what was really going on with that character and when i watched the credits um you know every uh, i say obviously but maybe not so obviously oh after credit scene after credit scene no, 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 no. Um, just Nick, Fury, Nick Fury shows up and he's like, Adrian, I want you to join the Avengers. I need you no. to do the radio show when the Avengers are on their mission. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, wait, he's like, I need you to be the radio show host for uh, to, to uh, inspire the Avengers. Yes. And let the people know what's going on. And then teach Groot English. Yeah. So, we love it. This derailed so hard. Yes, we love to see it. <laughs> no, but I was wondering. Just they show you the credits. They say the Vietnamese students, and I mean, I'm I'm no expert on what names, what Vietnamese names would look like. But it looks like that you know all the students were played by indigenous peoples. I, I don't know how how do you say that. Uh, it's it seems like they were played by Vietnamese people. I, I... Yeah, like Viet by Vietnamese people. So. That also leads me to wonder, did any of them maybe not speak amazing English? Did any of them understand what they were saying? Were they professional actors? Like, I think that's also an interesting point, especially when I think about, you know, the, the fruit guy from the baseball scene. Like, what did, 
what was he thinking during all of this? Yeah, I, I, they seemed pretty genuine. Like they seemed like real people, which I liked. I, I liked the scenes with them. I just feel like that's a whole other movie, you know. Like it's like it's kind of like Dead Poet Society. Like it's, it's it, he's yes. kind of being a teacher to these people, and I feel like that could have been its own movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch yeah. it. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I would, I would like it. I would um, like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. But yeah, uh, a lot of the actors that they got um, were like uh uh local people from um i think they filmed it in bangkok thailand yeah 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 um, thailand no it said it says at the end of the movie that it was filmed in thailand yes um all all those people were like local to there is what i read i don't know but that's what i read um and then they also got a lot of extras from a college that's there and then to like kind of say thank you to like everybody, Robin Williams did a uh, a free stand up show at that college for for everybody. That's so which cool. I thought was like, yeah, which I thought was so like Nick. We read all about like all the stuff that uh, Robin Williams has done for like the world, <laughs> and like I was like, damn, he just keeps impressing. Yeah, that's so Robin of him <laughs> to do that. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I I love that, and I I'm really glad you mentioned that. And I it reminds me of, and I have to watch this soon. Where he there's like this really poignant uh, uh, stand up. Uh, th- there was this great stand up he did uh, for the troops, like uh, in the 2000s. And uh, there's a moment during the set where the the flag is raised. And, and everyone turns around to acknowledge it and, and respect the flag. And mm-hmm. at first, he didn't know what was going on because it was like in the middle of his set. And he was just like, oh. And it, like he almost initially like tries to like maybe joke about it like, oh, this is weird, right? But he doesn't. He doesn't. Because that's a, that's a thing like you, you would, any of us would probably do. Like, oh, man, this is weird, right? You're turning around, mm-hmm. you know. But like he doesn't. He's, he, he's silent for that part, uh, for that moment. And it and uh, I didn't I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched that moment and it's mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah. And then he goes like and then he goes back to joking around after that. Yeah. But but <laughs> but it's such a it's just such a Robin Williams moment. Yeah. Yeah. The respect that, that he has for like everything is admirable. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I feel like Robin now. Okay, so anyway, let's keep it light. Let's All keep right. the, Okay, here we are. Um, so, uh, Act 2 is a lot of that, like, you know, back and forth between, like, you know, he's doing the radio show and he's also, you know, with the girl and the and the brother, The you know, they're, they're, they're becoming friends, you know, they're going out to eat. You know, uh, and then we get all that stuff we mentioned and we'll we'll kind of just roll over some of that, you know, like some of the uh, plot stuff like, you know, the explosion, you know, everything's fine. You know, he gets discharged. Friend is a terrorist, that kind of thing. And then at the end, uh, you know, he's I, so I, I'm, casual, I'm so casual about it. And I am I am I am in a casual mood today. Know, it's it. my favorite thing about you, Nick. You just say things so casually and that's what makes it funny. You're just so naturally and authentically yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, darling. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, friends of terrorists. And uh, (laughs) just keep going. As it it happens, it happens. Um, But yeah, so he gets discharged. Uh, You know, the, the, the. asshole guy senator senator he's not a senator what is he sergeant 
Um, so the sergeant guy is like, you know, we got to let you go, you know, and he says this really funny thing at the end. I, I, I forget what it is. Could you, Hunter? Uh, I'm pretty sure he says, um, you are in the most dire need of a blowjob. And he says says something about a white man or something like that. He's like, you are, uh, like something about him being a white man in the most dire need of having a blowjob. Yeah. Like he, like you, you are in the most dire need of a blowjob than any white man I've ever known or something, something like that. And it's just funny. It's just a funny little beat. And I was like, yeah, he said it so sincerely, but it's also like, (laughs) Oh dude. Every single time I get in an argument and and the person like kind of one ups me, I'm gonna leave and say that exact same thing. So funny. Yeah, we gotta study that line so we yeah, can we say it in the, in the future exactly. in real life. Let me know how that works out for y'all. <laughs> yeah, uh, unless it we're fighting with like someone that isn't a man, then it's like, oh, maybe maybe not. Like, or if you're fighting with each other, who's gonna get to say it first? Okay, when we talk about the Last Jedi. Hunter, whenever we whenever we do that episode, one of us has to do that comeback. Boom. It's already locked. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Hunter's like, <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> oh, and I know and I know exactly when I'm gonna say it too. I know exactly what you're gonna say, and I know exactly what I'm gonna say back. <laughs> Great. To be continued. <laughs> a so, little teaser trailer. Yeah, a little tease. Oh, we almost, <laughs> I almost we, we get heated about it constantly, but uh yeah, that's coming soon, everybody. Coming soon. 2024. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, though. Really, though. Um, but, yeah, so um, all, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of wrapping up. So he, he's leaving, right? And, you know, but still in a really uplifting way, like, even though he's leaving, he's he's affected these characters, you know, forever, you know? And so, like, Forrest Whitaker takes over which is a nice beat at the end i like that like he's kind of his successor um and you know uh yeah he goes on the plane his final kind of uh broadcast pre-recorded broadcast kind of starts playing and so yeah it's a really sweet ending and also like you know he before he leaves he's also the baseball scene which is a scene i also really like so yeah it, it, it ends sweetly i i i it wasn't a for me it wasn't a smooth ride but i think the ending was 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 good yeah. Um, but it's a little bittersweet. Uh, I, I like the way it's shot. I like the the way the movie's shot when you know it's able to like shoot other things. You know that isn't just the the room. You know where he's recording and all that stuff is good too. I I, I just you know it, I think some of the other visual stuff kind of stood out to me more when they're like showing just like that montage as you mentioned with a wonderful mm-hmm. world. Um, but yeah, I just I just think it's like. For me, just to kind of wrap up here, uh, you know, like it's a, it's, for me, it's an okay movie. I I expected more, but but maybe if I watch it again, I'll like it more. Who knows? But I, this is just my very initial reaction to it. And uh, Robin Williams is very good, and he and there, this movie's playing to his strengths. I think you know when when he wants you to feel things like emotions, you know that isn't just funny. He does that so well, even, you know, like uh, as the, with the moments that we mentioned before. But like, you know, it, it's it's such an emotional through line through like almost all of his movies that like, you know, he's so good and likable and people like him. He's for the people, you know, and that's that's always just going to be something you love about Robin Williams. So so the movie itself is a six out of ten for me, but I I I I appreciate it and I and I like his performance. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. I think definitely after having a discussion with people who have opinions that differ from my own. Because the first time I watched it, I watched it with somebody who wound up thinking the same way about it that I do. Um, and the people that I've talked to about it think the same way I do uh, about it. Um, so I really enjoyed like hearing y'all's perspectives on it. And it also made me kind of rethink it a little bit. And while I still like it as much as I did coming into the conversation, I can now kind of see the shortcomings. And while I do not mind them in some cases, um, I, I can acknowledge them now. And so I think that would leave me at like a seven out of 10. Yeah. I just hope I'm not like cha- changing it so much that you're like, you know, conforming, you know, to our, no, opinion, no, 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 no. or my opinion, I should say. No, for me, I mean, Forrest Gump is a classic, but for me, this is like, everybody kind of loves Forrest Gump. For me, this is like my Forrest Gump. Yes. That's how I feel about it. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie. Yeah. I do. I, you don't have to apologize for it. I'm I'm sorry guys. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry guys. I really like <laughs> No, I I do. I I like it. I like him in it. Um usually I don't know why I don't like Forrest Whitaker, but I like Forrest Whitaker in this movie. I think that he's awesome. And everybody else is actually pretty good in it too. Um I'd probably give it like a I I want to give it a seven and a half, but I don't like doing halves, so I think I'll do it a seven. Uh seven out of ten. Uh yeah, I like it. I think he's I think he's pretty pretty remarkable in it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's kind of like uh Moscow on the Hudson and Doubtfire for me. Like I, I know you like Doubtfire more than me, but uh Hunter, but uh but it, it's kind of on the line of that where it's like, you know, there's some dramatic elements. It's a but it's mostly like a comedy and we and I like his comedy movies, but for some reason like the movies that maybe stretch him a little differently maybe more more strangely or whatever just like in a different kind of direction i think that's i guess what i jive more with i mean i and i like these movies but i for some reason the other ones strike me more yeah it's it's very moscow like i I, it it really is like that's all i could say about it like it's very up there with that movie i think like kind of a a weak script not a weak script no not not necessarily a week no yeah but like like a a middle of the road type movie but like oh you really see especially because this is still early boy robin but this is right about when he's about to to launch um you really see him doing that it's like oh yeah of course he's about to fucking become the biggest movie star like that there ever was right now yeah if there was like a jumping off point for like his career i think this is probably it i think like we we mentioned hudson and and some other and a couple of other uh, early boy Robin movies. Definitely not Garp. Garp was not the yeah, yeah Garp. <laughs> um, but I think this is like the moment because also he got nominated for an Oscar. You know, like it's a, it was a, s- a successful movie. So mm. I think this was the start of like peak Robin. I think this is like the last early boy Robin movie, if it that is. makes sense. Yeah, like, because like it's it, it's literally like okay. Then after that, it's like Aladdin, Hook, um, uh, 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 Dead Poets. You know, like all yeah, these literally movies. He 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 does another movie after this one. Can't remember what it is. And then right after that one, it's Dead Poets. And then after that, it's the '90s. So right, yeah. Awakenings and, and and all these other movies. And Robin Williams is the '90s. Like so, so yeah, true. Pretty epic. Yeah, he's <laughs> a '90s boy. He the was. 90s boy. He was. <laughs> he was. 
Uh, so yeah, um, Hunter, I'm very curious. Where would you rank this performance uh, for the for the series? <laughs> I'm gonna start from the bottom up. Now so we're we here. Got, uh, uh, the, <laughs> world, <laughs> the the world according to garbage uh, at number thirteen. Um, and then we got Jumanji, Hook, Mrs. Doubtfire, Moscow, Insomnia, Birdcage. Coming in at number six, World's Greatest Dad. Coming in at number five, Good Morning Vietnam, One Hour Photo, Awakenings, Aladdin, Fisher King. I think I'm putting it at number five here. Uh, wow. I think it, it's it's not my favorite movie that we've done to like launch it above Awakenings. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, but I think the performance is a must watch. I think it's a little bit better than uh, World's Greatest Dad and Birdcage. Um, but again, I think Birdcage is a better like movie. I, I like that movie more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is my unofficial ranking right now. I think all okay. ever, ever since uh, the uh, ever since Fisher King, this has all been like so hard. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, World according. Okay. Bot from the bottom, starting from the bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, World according to garbage. Um, hook. <laughs> uh, hook. Uh, Jumanji. Mrs. Doubtfire, Insomnia, Moscow on the Hudson, Good Morning Vietnam, The Birdcage, Awakenings, One Hour Photo, World's Greatest Dad, Aladdin, and The Fisher King. So, uh, what rank is it at? It is at, at this at this moment. It's my number seven. But I, I, when we get to the final episode, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and cliffhanger. Uh, cliffhanger. And you're number one. Hanging from a cliff. And that's why they call him Cliffhanger. You don't know that? No, but I, I did almost watch Cliffhanger with uh, Sylvester Stallone last night. Almost. <laughs> Get out. Get out! <laughs> uh, Nick, your number one right now is Fisher King, yes? Yeah, and yours too, right? Okay. Yes, so we have the same number one. And same number two, I right. think a lot. I think you All guys right. started your lists the same as well. Like the first, from if you're going from the bottom, you had like the same like four things. Yeah, but oh, like oh, Jumanji and saw... Hook is like switched a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you saw uh, uh, The World According to Garp, it would be at the bottom for you too. I need I to think. watch this just because you've mentioned it now. <sighs> watch it for Glenn Close. I love and her. No, no, no. Watch it for. No, no. Uh, sorry. Watch it for John Lithgow. Sorry. Yes. I love him. John Lithgow is. My goodness. Um, yeah, he plays a he plays a trans woman in it. Yes, and he's a force in that movie. Absolutely amazing. Other than that, the movie is garbage. So bad. Love it. But yeah, so this was our good morning. morning. Vietnam episode. <laughs> uh, thank you, Hannah, so much for being a great, 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 great guest. Oh, thank you. Can I put that on my resume? Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually required for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, it's I might... essential. Essential. I honestly might put it on my website because it's you know kind of like a fun fact. Was a guest on this famous podcast that everyone should listen to. Thank you. That's why, that's why I love Hannah. She's she's you gonna give Hannah. us the plug. <laughs> you heard Hannah. Tell your friends. Tell you, hey, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your grandma. Tell your grandpa. Tell everybody. 
Right. Tell them all. NYC Actors Talk Film, thank you guys for listening. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. We have a website, NYC Actors Talk Film. Just type that up. Just type it up and you'll find us. Just type it up. up. Uh, We have a YouTube channel, uh, NYC Actors Talk Film, where we do video versions of these episodes. Shout out to Joey Dalton for the amazing artwork. Tune in next week where we'll talk Goodwill Hunting. Because he's hunting. It's not your fault. Stop. No, not yet. That's all I'll say. It's not your fault. She used to fart in her sleep. (laughs) okay um okay uh please rate review and subscribe and hannah where can we find you online oh goodness gracious um i have my own actress website which is www.hannahmount.online had to be fancy um online dot online yeah and uh at hannah ween h-a-n-n-a-h-w-e-e-n 365 on like TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. There you go. Those, there's there my go. shameless plug. Halloween, dude. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, thanks again for listening. We have been NYC Actors Talk Film. Goodbye. You know. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>